From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. Hey, James, it's good to be back, and I think we have a great conversation on tap for us today. Oh, it's always great to be back, and like last episode, we have another great uh, one here. So, so if you didn't already tune in to episode 46, please do, and uh, we're going to welcome back Chris Netto on this uh, show, and in our previous episode, we talked a lot about AV in the AM. So please check that out because that really has a lot of context as to why we're going to have this conversation. But before we do, um, Chris, welcome back. It's great. I appreciate you being with us. Thanks for having me back. Uh, once again, my name is Chris Netto. I'm with a company called Starin. I uh, run a hashtag chat on Sundays on Twitter called hashtag AV in the AM. That's what Steve's referring to. Uh, if you guys don't have Twitter, uh, you can probably find the hashtag across Instagram uh, because there's an AV in the AM Instagram handle where you'll find uh, James modeling some of the swag uh, and that, that we do have. And uh, you'll also find us on LinkedIn. Uh, there's people using the tag there as well uh, based on that and connect with me there. So a lot of uh, good information. So Chris, what we wanted to talk a little bit about today, so James and I have really been all about community building and trying to figure out how we can bring programmers together because programmers exist in so many different capacities. You have programmers that work for integrators, for consultants, you have independent programmers, you have programmers that work for end user organizations like 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 James and tech, they're, they're in the technology manager category. But what, what happens a lot is that there, there really is, although there's a commonality, there's still a lot of, of differences and, and everybody kind of feels like they're, they're alone because they, they, you may be the only one that does your job in a company and it's really hard to find peers. Uh, you've done a great job of building community in, in this industry and um, AV and AM has really been the source of it. So Talk a little bit about what that means and, and really what, what, what are some ways that, that have worked to bring people together? Sure. So when we talk about social media and all that, there's going to be a couple of terms that are going to pop up in this conversation that are going to turn off uh, the programming world, right? Because you're going to hear words like marketing. You're going to hear words like personal branding. You're going to hear words like putting yourself out there. And I'll be honest with you, I've been an integrator. I've been a consultant. I've worked in just about every facet of the AV world. Uh, you are not uh, wrong in saying that the programmers are their own little bunch. Um, most of the time they're off working off to the side, coming to the job at the last minute because they have to wait until everything is up ready and connected to do their stuff, or they wait until everything's done in the shop to run the code after everybody has gone home and then it works. Right. And then they go back out into the field when it arrives, just to double check that everything that was done in the field works. So yes, by nature, the programmer is a lonely, a lonely person, right? Uh, they, they, they travel with a backpack, they travel light, they have their computer, they have all their gear that they need to make programming happen but they're not there nine to five on the job site at every job site for six weeks in a row. They're there in spurts as needed. Right. So by nature, you guys kind of are, are the lonesome, you know, gunslingers, right. That just march into town late. Uh, the cleaners, the wolves, if you will uh, 
take a Pulp Fiction reference. Um, so what, how would you get involved, right? It goes against your, 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 your fiber to, to talk and be outside your shell, right? So I'm going to start talking with words that you guys don't want to hear about because they're the ones that just make your days worse, marketing and all that sort of stuff, right? So start looking at, in a, in a marketer's world, right? And I've learned, I'm not a professional marketer, right? I've learned how to market. I was an integrator technician first and foremost, and that's where I built my, my background. Um, I relied on my career and my certs, right? Very similar to programming. You had to learn how to program. You, have to, you need your certs where you needed to at least have the street, the street cred to show that you can program what you're doing, right? I used those certs in that uh, street cred of 20 plus years in the AV to help me with how I market, right? Marketing, there's one thing in marketing that I've learned, and that is that you have to go find the audience, Right. So if you want to find your people, you got to go to your people, right? Um, not necessarily, you know, go find your folks physically, but you can find them online. You just got to find them. They're there. Uh, in the world of Twitter, it's AV tweets to an extent. Uh, a lot of the programming guys will go off on the other circles. You can dive into subcategories. You can connect with a guy like Frank Petacala, who will connect you to other folks in the IT space that understand kind of what we do, but don't get into the nitty gritty, right? The world of programming has always been very simple to me. Uh, you guys speak one of three languages, right? You have your proprietary programming languages, you understand Microsoft and you understand uh, Linux and you understand Mac, four languages. The world of AV requires that you learn everything, every proprietary anything. So our heads, are spinning 24 seven. You guys at least can also, you know, take comfort in knowing that about four or five languages that you guys got, uh, they're not going to stray too far. Um, find your people. You all speak the same common language. It's like speaking Spanish in different parts of the world, Spanish, but there is South American Spanish and versus mainland Spain, right? You all will connect. You just got to go find the people and a marketer will tell you, you got to go and find the people, right? And the marketing in that sense is, you got to do your homework. Where do programmers hang out, right? Where do they go? Uh, I found the community on, on, on Twitter called AV Tweeps. Within that group, um, it's a blanket hashtag. So a lot of conversation goes on. When AV and the AM happened, a lot of people started reaching out to me in that it was very specific conversation as opposed to the bigger, the bigger broader conversation of AV Tweeps because I focus it down to a topic. So for the, the, the programmer who is home and looking, go to the bigger feeds, go into a Slack group like the one James has, go into AV Tweeps on Twitter, go into the LinkedIn groups that are AV focused, right? You have uh, a Vixa has a, a group, go to those places first. You'll first find AV people, and then you'll certainly find the programmers. They'll usually be there. They'll just be off into the corner, minding their own business. They're not the most vocal group, but when you connect, they get super chatty. They love chatting. They love exchanging. I mean, you guys are programmers. You understand. You guys have more tips and tricks than I do. I, I lost all my tips and tricks getting out of the tech space. But yes, try the trade organizations that are specific to AV, try the social media venues, uh, avenues such as LinkedIn, uh, connect with people. And then you'll find that they're speaking on other places and you'll be lucky that 
you'll end up finding your folk. So that that's a great, great encouragement there. And I, and, um, one of the things that, that, um, that, that, that we're trying to figure out too, is even getting people to, to follow up and ask questions, you know, it, it, it's, you know, how, how do you encourage people to, to reach out in, in any fashion, you know, part of our podcast here is, you know, asking the programmer. So what, what are the questions that people have? You know, we, we could probably be a little bit more active trying to solicit them, but, but it, but even getting people who listen to provide feedback sometimes can be very difficult. Um, and any, any, um, tips you have for us? Any, Absolutely. Any, uh, Absolutely. This is easy. Um, because what we're doing here is a broadcast out. You're not going to get the back and forth like you would on a call, right? We're on a call. We're going to get the blab back and forth, which you need is to, is to inject that engagement, right? How would I in, inject engagement into a conversation? All right. So currently it is uh, January 17th. There is something called the hashtag AV challenge happening, right? The AV challenge is if you were to wipe out the idea of challenge and anybody who's ever heard of a 30 day challenge, cause that's what it is typically thinks it's squats. It's, it's, I'm going to run 5k a day for 30 days. I am going to do 20 pushups today, 25 tomorrow, take a break on the next, on the third day, and then do 50 on the fourth. It's a challenge. And what does that do? Right? So let me pull back a little further. Uh, about a year ago, a uh, little over a year. Uh, well, wow. Well over a year ago, I was doing something uh, to change the way I was working. I needed to get out of the house because mentally in 2020, my head was so in pandemic mode. So I stumbled across something called 75 Hard. 75 Hard is a program that is created by Andy Frisella from First Form. First Form is a company that actually makes supplements and stuff like that. But he created this program based around an idea that 30-day challenges were great. Diets were great. Exercise was great. But you had to reprogram your head, right? And it made me think, okay, let's start reprogramming the head. So I started following that. Eventually, Tim Albright, I spoke to him, and Tim went on a journey doing that. But what's at the core of this? And this is how it relates to what we're talking about. A 30-day challenge, a 75-day challenge, it's more than just what is stated there, Right. So for 30 days, I gave you guys a 30-day social plan, free of charge. For 30 days, you have a piece to talk about every single day. You have one post to write every single day. If you don't ever post and ever in the world of Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram, I now gave you 30 days of posts. And it doesn't matter if you don't have pets because you could take a picture of your mom's pet or your dad's pet or your neighbor's pet. I have an adopted cat whatever the case is that comes in my backyard and I feed it. It's feral cares. It's a post. Some people make fun of it. The other part to that is if you are not the brand, if you are not the person, it will allow you to take those 30 days and humanize your brand. So if you are control concepts, it's control concepts on a 30 day AV challenge. What is control concepts doing? It's now highlighting everybody in the company because everybody is control concepts, right? It's, you know, we don't have a dog. Here's our everybody's dog at the company. Do you understand where this is going? You're now building out the conversation and it automatically engages, right? Uh, eventually, I knew that when I wrote this out, it wasn't going to be just strictly AV. And I love the, the pundits that are going to slam me for pic posting pictures of dogs. 
on LinkedIn. But the fact of the matter is, I have a rescue dog. Somebody else had a rescue dog and they said, I rescued my dog eight, eight years ago. How ironic. And it looks just like yours. What kind of dog is that? Did I just not open up a world of conversation? Dude, it's the old here. Let me show you pictures of my kids and my vacation. It's conversation, man, except it's done on a digital platform, right? Uh, I'm social. So it's a little bit hard for me to not be able to have these conversations, but I was very much an introvert. Um, it wasn't until I stepped out of kind of my shell and we had like an offline conversation about this. Um, you know, you don't have to be a social butterfly, but if the plan is set in front of you for 30 days of posts, you can reveal a little bit. When I first got into Twitter, people thought I was a robot because all I was doing was just posting article after article after article and retweets and articles. Never showed a picture of me, never showed nothing. And then eventually I said, you know what? I got to humanize myself. I created an Instagram where I would take pictures of my food until I felt comfortable enough that people followed me on Instagram that knew the dude's got a thing for pizza. He loves pizza. He, he will make pizza. He will eat pizza and he will show you that he's eating pizza and he has no problem showing you that. At this stage, I've been on Twitter for 11 years. Um, yeah, dude, I like pizza and I'm okay with that. You want to blast me for that? Go for it. But I may have eaten pizza at the same place you have. And I want to hear how, what you thought of it, right? Was it that good? Was it that bad? What'd you rate it? Did you rate it a nine or a 10 or did you give it a one? I don't care. To me, it's conversation. And that opening is the same as you do in person. I don't have to go to Infocom to start up a conversation with you, Steve. I can do it online, right? And it can get very technical. But before I get to that technical part, I'm going to ask you, how was your 5K that you ran a couple of weeks ago? Right? Because I pay attention to that stuff, right? And I know that James, you know, is a Six Flags, you know, uh, season pass holder. And Six Flags is down the road for me. I'll ask him, what'd you think of the Joker coaster? Right. I, I pay attention. I have to watch for details. Not everybody has to do that, but if you're going to engage with me online, I am going to touch on something that people are like, dude, how the hell did you remember that? I'm like, because that's, I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I can remember the times you posted for the 5k run in Pequonic, right? <laughs> that's just the uh, way it works. I think that that says a lot, you know, it comes down to the fact that it's, we're all people and, and that that's the way we, we are, we engage and it doesn't mm -hmm. matter where you're from and what you do. And, and it's not an act, dude. Okay. So let me explain something here. Also part of my, my mantra of how I am, everything I learned about how to interact with folks came from working in the food service industry. I worked at pizzerias and I worked the counter right? If you were a nasty SOB at the counter, you were not going to have a good day, right? And my job was easy, dude, compared to what I do today. You came in, you asked me for a slice of pizza and a small Coke. How can I mess that up? It's not lines of code. It's not, I don't need a checklist. There's no SLA. There's no statement of work. There's no, it's a slice of pizza, plain. Don't burn it. That's all you told me. I can hit Dude, the ROI on something like that is crazy. My SLA, 100%. But everything I learned of how to interact and how to work with people came from being a counter person, being a pizza guy, being a pizza delivery guy. You're handling people's food. It gets very personal. I talk about that on our tech side. The resi guys is a whole different breed, right? You're messing with people's homes, man. That is, 
Dude, I go into your place of business and I cut a wire. I'll just rerun that wire. No problem. If I go into your home and cut the wrong wire, your wife is going to yell at me. Your husband will yell at me. Your dog will chew at my feet. I mean, it's just, why'd you do that? Now you got to redo it. Oh my God. And they'll never forget that. It's somebody's personal thing. So it's, it's amazing how different, even within our own industry, how, you know, and I, and I bring the resi into the fold because I do believe that we share a common brethren brotherhood there. Um, but it's amazing the level that they have to walk on pins and needles with little paper booties that we don't. Right. And for the commercial side of the business, it's always been somebody else is going to take those plans and going to have to mount that because the union has to mount that. They got to put the backing. Resi guys are on their own. Good luck. We figured out how to use tools that the AV people or the commercial guys don't have to because we're not allowed to mount stuff. So it's a, you know, it's very, very uh, wild field that we're in. James, why don't you jump in? Um, what, what, what of what Chris mentioned do you think would be applicable to what we're doing, or or what what what's um, what what are so, some comments that you can add to that that part of the discussion? Because I, I think it's pretty fascinating. I didn't think of the AV challenge specifically the way he he put it, um, but it but it's uh, pretty neat. I gave um, you a social plan, dude. I'll, my my bills in the mail. <laughs> Honestly, because I have to do it in line. So everything that you're seeing here, I've had to work with companies, internal companies, my own companies I work with. They want their customer service people to be more social. They want their sales people to be more social. They want their internal people to be more social. And it doesn't necessarily mean on public social media. They want them using the internal messaging systems and being more active. And in a world right now where we don't have water cooler conversations anymore, Something like that, like a 30-day social plan, is giving people a reason to kind of go to the virtual water cooler with a picture of their dog. Because nobody's just going to pull that out anymore because they feel kind of awkward. Well, if there's a calendar that says day one, show a picture of your dog, guess what? I didn't know you had a Chinese crested, right? I am going to, dude, that is a, tell me about that dog. Can I take that dog out in the sun? Right. Or do I have to baby that thing up with some, you know, some 55 lotion, right? Like what, you know, that type of conversation internally is missing pandemic wise. So for the folks that are listening to this and you ask me for a tip, you just, you got to just find that conversation starter, right? It's icebreakers, right? The old icebreakers that they used to teach and in sales and business things like things to talk about, dude, it's as simple as show me a picture of your dog or your cat or you're allergic. Oh, does your mom have a cat? Does your dog have a cat? I mean, whatever the conversation is, it's bringing people to the table and finding a common place. Sorry, James, I didn't mean to. No, it's all you. good. It's all good, Chris. You, what really Chris is doing is humanizing yourself and you're putting yourself out there. And because first, foremost, put it all business aside. We're all human. We're all, mm -hmm. we all have a personal life. We're all doing everything. Yeah. Joe way and myself will say we're a workaholic, but you know, we still have a personal life. We have things outside of what we're doing. We might be very busy, but again, like Chris mentioned, I do go to great adventure a lot with my family and other amusement parks. Um, I do have soccer that I do and all that stuff. And you put that stuff out there and you start connecting and, for foremost, we are humans. It reminds me of a um, thing in the book I was just reading. Uh, 
the 360 degree leader. I was talking about, I want to say the football coach was Vince Barty, but not 100% on that, that coach. But he had a different style. And during practice, when they're stretching and stuff, he would walk up and down the lines talking to the players. And there was one time where it was on camera and you could actually see him ask one of the players, how was your wife? And they had a whole conversation why the players stretching and all that stuff. Turns out later, he the interview, he asked the coach, like, why do you ask about his wife? He's like, well, that player's wife is dealing with cancer. I wanted to know how she was doing all that stuff. And it, it humanized it. And now he was one of the greatest coaches in football um, out there. And so, again, as a leader or as a community member, just being able to connect with people allows you to work with people. So if you can't connect with them first, you can't work with them. And everything we're doing now, I mean, a great trend. What is, what is awesome about what I, there's times where I'm, I sit here and go, wow, dude, I, I'm just amazed by some of the stuff that I see written or some of the stuff that I get inspired to look up and, and go seek information on. Right. Um, you know, everybody has this kind of weird, you know, loves to put out weird job titles. I'm a network ninja. I'm this, I'm that. Honestly, dude, there's days I'm an information, an information merchant because I just trade information left and right. And I'm not talking about proprietary information. I'm talking about I read and I look at trends and, you know, fancy people want to call themselves a futurist. I don't see myself as that. I'm observant. Right. And I take information and I process it and try to figure out where the trends are. And one of those trends is uh, is and has been the personalization and the humanization of technology, right? And in this world that we're living in right now, where everything is kind of cold because it is computer constant in front of you and nothing else because you don't have a lot of human-to-human contact, how do you humanize that? And it's even more important now, and you're, there, there's folks that are lost to this at this point. There's companies that are lost to the human element of their business. Um, so yeah, I'm talking about it from a social perspective, but it can easily weave into a business plan and part of the conversation. You know, a lot of, of, of war horses that have been around, I'm talking about dudes that are been doing this, this grind for many, many years that just it's their way or the highway. Um, there's a lot of rude awakenings coming and it's shocking because you know, I've mentioned it in previous uh, conversation, great resignation. The great resignation has so much more to do than just, I don't want to work here anymore. It has to do with empathy. It has to do with being a part of something. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be Gen, Gen uh, Z, Gen Y, millennial. Generation has nothing to do with it. I, I'm Gen X, man. And I am caught in this weird you know, mediator role for years where I have to translate boomer to, to millennial for many years. And at some point, my generation is going to get passed up on opportunities because the next big thing is already here behind us in the next generation coming up. Am I mad about it? No, but I can help. I can help make it better. I can help and stand up and say that, you know what, the personalization of, of, of technology yeah, people want their technology to do certain things. As programmers, you know, going back to the the much you know maligned touch panels, everybody wanted touch panels. 
but when touch panels did not become personalized and they were just very, they started to get weird. Then they tried, then, then the programmers tried to personalize program panels too much. And then it became too confusing. There's a happy medium, but a lot of that has to do with understanding who your people are, understanding who the people or the end users are and understanding their habits, right? That's no different than what we're talking about on social media thing. I did not mean to get all meta on you, but you know, man, I try to tie it all back together, but the technology and the personalization and humanization of technology and processes and services that businesses are going through, think of social media right now as a way for you to kind of do a, uh, a CrossFit, getting you prepared for the next, you know, level of business that we're doing, right? You're going to have to learn many disciplines. You're going to have to understand how to deal with people, whether you like it or not. Um, and you're going to have to show empathy towards others. Not just, it's not just about you. Uh, there's a greater good. And I think that people are starting to all come to that conclusion. And I think a lot of the old school mindsets starting to get pushed to the side. And I think social has opened that up because people are being very open and honest about things, almost to the point where it could be seen as awkward because of uh, titles such as keyboard warriors and stuff like that. But your opinion matters. And as long as it's coming from a good place and has the good intentions, the right intentions, yeah, man, I think social is a key to where business is going to be heading. Just a matter of you know, somebody wanting to believe that a, something called social media is actually affecting business in a different way, really setting up a new mindset. I, I, I think it, it's amazing. I mean, thank you for all of that. And, and it's, uh, it, it's something really to consider and, and uh, very, very eye-opening in, in many ways. So for, for anyone who, who isn't on social or is really trying to get there, I mean, I'm always learning and I'm always trying to figure out how to get more involved or how, how to even keep up with the conversations um, do you have like one tip that you could provide Like, either is, is it a resource, a book, uh, a video, something that, that to just, just to get, cause I, sometimes you just need one push to, to, to get in, in involved. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I learned about millennials and, and branding through me, a book called me 2.0. Um, I've also been a big fan of, um, uh, of books that are um, like Contagious. Uh, Contagion is a, a book about what makes things viral. And when you talk about uh, social media and stuff like that, it explains the psyche of stuff because it was written by a, um, um, an author who was basically more looking into the psyche of why people sleep outside an, op an Apple store more so than the technology itself, right? Why are trends and why do things go, go viral? Uh, those two are big. Um, believe it or not, I'm a fan of looking at movies differently, right? I watch movies and some movies inspire me. If you guys want a great tip, you want to learn how to social, the number one recommended movie that I will tell you to do is sit down and watch the movie Chef. That is okay. one of the best movies and uh, to understand social and how social works. Um, John Favreau was the main character. He was also the director of that movie. John Favreau is of uh, Swingers uh, fame. He was also uh, Happy uh, Happy Hogan in uh, the Avengers. Uh, he is the uh, force behind the Mandalorian. So he's got street cred. Please do not take it as whatever. But it was one of my favorite movies. Um, it's about food trucks. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a great movie. 
Yeah, it's 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 super interesting because the transition of how he went from being a world class up and coming hot chef to screwing up on social media to reinventing himself and the food truck business and how his son had a small a huge part his little kid had a huge part of it john link was almost in it great take dude if you see the movie if anybody's watching this you guys see the movie hit me up i will give you uh i, I will give you all my secrets that i picked up on that because it is great little nuggets of information and it's an awakening of how to use social how not to use social and how what you think is bad on social um can be good can be bad but it's all a matter of uh, how you look at things. So I recommend the movie Chef. Uh, obviously, Facebook, uh, the, the Facebook uh, movie was great, but that's how to build a network, the social network. But uh, Chef is probably one of my favorite, uh, you know, uh, at-home required stuff to talk about. Awesome. Well, for those who don't know how to reach you and get involved and, and join the conversation. Um, I recommend you, you, you check out Chris's profiles, which we'll share right now and please give him a follow. And I'm sure you're going to learn a lot just doing that. So Chris, uh, let us know how to reach you. Sure. You can, uh, you can find me. Well, first of all, the company I work for Starin. Starin.biz is the, the website. If you are an integrator, uh, we work with integrators uh, as a distributor. So we carry a lot of UC products of part of the Midwich group. So uh, if I am not local to you, I'm sure there is a Midwich company that is. Uh, Midwich is based out of the UK. Um, my uh, LinkedIn profile is, uh, you can find me as Christopher Netto CTS. If you have typed those things up, um, that'll pop up on LinkedIn. You can Google me uh, on Twitter. It's Chris underscore Netto. If you do not use that underscore, you will find a Australian singer songwriter of the same name. That's not me. I don't sing. Uh, I may write a song, but um, that's not going to work either. But anyway, you can find me on Twitter, Chris underscore Netto. And uh, you find me on Sundays with AV and AM. That's the hashtag. And uh, all the social channels got me. But uh, you know what, man? I did not even stop to think at the previous one. Steve, I've known you for at least over 20 years, dude. For about 20 years because we were working together prior to all the social media stuff. And uh, what people don't remember or don't think of is that before this whole world of social, you probably connected with half these people anyway. And Steve was somebody that we were hiring as in my integrator days as a programmer uh, to do third-party programming for us. And you know, as a technology manager, he was brought in by the integrators as a, when I was a consultant, he worked alongside the consultants. So um, it is something that you need to keep in mind, folks, is that sometimes the people that you already know are already out there doing their thing and they can be a gateway to getting you into other spaces such as Twitter and LinkedIn. So look at your network resources and uh, find those common people and start connecting the dots. That's the beauty of social networks is that it starts and it spirals out. And it turns into a little spider web. And eventually you'll know that, you know, through Steve, I know James. And from James, I know two other folks. And that's how it works, man. That's how it works. I appreciate that. I think that's a great tip. Um, and and it's, uh, it, it is pretty amazing how, how, much, how much a little thing makes a big difference. So, Absolutely. James, how can Absolutely. people reach you, get in touch, and uh, follow what you're doing? Um, as always, you can get me on LinkedIn. I'm not there much. Uh, James King. I'm on Twitter, AV underscore James King. And find me on Sundays uh, doing the AV and the AM. Uh, do write for the Higher Ed Digital Magazine, the IT and AV column. Uh, board member for HEPMA. Uh, Google me. You'll find me. So 
this this wraps up a really great episode and I hope everybody took some good notes. Uh, but but if you haven't, please, please reach out to, to any of us here. Um, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media. I do uh, writing for my company blog at controlconcepts.net as also uh, AV Network and AV Technology, uh, writing some columns for them. And I'm also uh, on AV and AM just about every Sunday, uh, waiting to engage and connect. And, and really, it's, it's almost like reading the morning paper. So I, I, I really encourage everybody to, to uh, if you don't want to participate, at least uh, start reading it and you'll ease your way in because it's, uh, it, it's a great community to be a part of. So check that out. Hope to see you there. And that's all we have for today on Ask the Programmer.